Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Phil Bender. Phil is founder and president at Sea Captain Coaching, which helps others navigate the uncharted waters of personal and professional growth. That's right. Hello, Phil. Hello. How are you? So tell us about you and all you do. Oh, golly. Where do you start with that? Well, let me tell you something I think that's really interesting. I I always find it really interesting people, I will put it this way, that get money because I feel like for most of my life, money was like this thing I didn't quite understand. As I get older, I'm I'm starting to understand it a lot more Mm -hmm. and build a better relationship with it. Like I literally one time was meditating and I heard, why would money want to hang out with you? You're sort of needy and desperate around it. And I went, that's a terrible, like, that's a bad relationship. Nobody wants to hang out with needy, desperate. No, So you got to quit being all needy and desperate about it. And like, and so I've learned like over the years how to work with my own way of approaching it, my attitude toward it. You know, it's, it's like such an interesting journey. You help people with that. Yeah. Well, I help people in, in that space, but a number of other spaces, but my origin is, is money. And, uh, and so um, I have, you know, a lot of sayings that I, you know, like you, I, I think about and how do I project that out? But one of them is if, if you, don't pay attention to your money for at least 30 minutes a month. It will leave you from inattention. And so it's a real, again, that's a relationship thing, right? right? right. You know, if you're not paying attention to some, some, that's right. someone in a relationship, they're going to be like, well, I'm out of here. You don't even know I exist. Spouse, you really could children, care less. yes. Employees, um, partners, you know, whatever it is. And so, and so it's no different with money. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, so to know me is to know that um, I am a, uh, I am a, basically an entertainer in a business person's body. Okay, what is that's so perfect? Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. what does that mean? Well, I do vocals. Uh, I've done stand up. I've done, uh, you know, I I host a lot of different things, and obviously a podcast now. And so being that type of person, um, I'm always thinking creatively about ways to associate things like money to growing or paying attention to things okay and so if i go back i'll take i'll tell one historical perspective and that is my grandfather was my first financial planner now why because he introduced me to this piggy bank and i have a picture i have a book coming out in a couple of uh couple of months and in that is a picture of he and i at his kitchen table um and he's emptying out a piggy bank now Fast forward to being in high school, no money. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm playing baseball, so I'm not really working yet. Right. And so my grandfather, I put his picture up on my mirror every single time he came to visit, which was often. It'd always be five bucks behind it. And so there was always that relationship. My grandfather worked for the elect. He painted substations for the electric utility. Hmm. Okay. So every time we drive past a substation, he'd go, I, I painted that. You know, he had a sense of pride with it. But in a blue-collar household, he never made a lot of money, but he always had a lot of money. And I always paid close attention to that. And so it, it, over time, um, I saw some things happen. One in particular was 
my dad's business at one point almost went belly up, and that was scared me. Well, yeah, I was about eighteen that's when that very, happened. That's totally fair. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, I didn't see, didn't see my dad cry often, but I saw it that day, oh. and and so. I always, I just had a relationship there. I had to survive through college, um, my because my folks' business was not doing well, mm-hmm. um, and um, and so um, I just always managed that. Now, I became a financial advisor, okay, which is how you. Uh, connected to me. I still am one. I work with a financial planning team based out of New York. Okay. Um, but I, um, um, but I primarily coach now. But what I do is I coach. I have surgical specialties in my coaching. All my coaches do. Because gotcha. Sea Captain is in twenty industries. Right. Exactly. Okay? But I specialize. My surgical specialty is financial advising. Okay. Sales performance executive leadership. Those are the things that I've done throughout my career. Those are the things I coach to. Gotcha. So uh, to finish this, uh, put a uh, bow on this thing, financial advising is a part of me. I teach advisors as a part of my offering how to uh, build out their practice, how to grow it. Um, I teach business owners how to build out their offering and grow it, how to brand it. Um, uh, and I teach executives how to, how to really build relationships and grow people around them. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I love the fact that you had a positive mentor in your life around money. And so that even though in that, I mean, with what was going on with your father, it was, you, you got to watch, I'm going to guess that he he got out of that. He figured out he did. A, a way out of that. She got to watch that happen too. Like then these things can happen that are, oh, you got to take a big breath and go, wow, now what? But you watched him grow from that. That's right. In fact, my dad, um, if, if you ask my dad what um, what was the best business decision he ever made in his entire career, he'll say have five kids. Really? Because three of them now run the family business. Oh, nice. Okay, that's <laughs> and, awesome. And successfully. Oh, that's so awesome. So what he built, really it took off after my brothers got into it. Uh, I have three brothers that are in that business now. Uh, they work in harmony, which is pretty unique. That's for a family business, yeah, that is. Pretty yeah, unique. That's a tough gig. Um, and uh, all of them really are very functional financially. So um, that's a that's very positive uh part of my dad's legacy, my mom and dad both, because both cool. of them worked in the business. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. What kind of a business is it? Uh, commercial printing. But okay. now if you ask my brother uh, who runs it now what it what he is, it's a tech company because oh, gotcha. everything is a tech company now. It really is. Yeah. That's what it feels like these days. I mean, tech is, it's a huge part of everything we do. That's right. So on the coaching side of things, when you're, um, what are some of the things that you work with when it comes to these business leaders on how to grow their business? Because that is on the top of every business owner's mind. Yes. Well, it 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 starts with, and I'm going to be very precise with this because, gosh, I've studied this stuff forever. Core values is first. Okay. Okay. And it's even interestingly enough because core values are sort of the ground rules for how you operate, who you are, right. means as much or more than what you know. So I'll go core values. I'll debate core values above even branding. Okay. I'll debate core values above um, vision even, which is interesting. 
You may not hear everybody say it that way, but I do. Core values first. Okay. Those are the ground rules for how you play the game. So if we think baseball, for example, you know, we're in St. Louis. We're we're a cardinal. We're nation, big baseball, right? Cardinal yeah, nation. Right. When you're when you, when you talk baseball and the managers come out to home plate before the game, they stand at home plate, the umpire goes over the ground rules. This is fair, this is foul. Gotcha. Not this is kind of fair. Right. Or kind of fun. So core <laughs> values, there's no negotiating. This is the absolute. This is how we hire. This is how we fire. This is how we build clients. This is how we we uh, perform. So core values, number one. Second is I'll go to vision mm-hmm. is usually number two. And that is, you know, three to five out a year outlook as to where what what the what the world looks like when we're there. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, that helps you get the goal. If that's you can right. envision what it looks like. That's right. And then of course mission, which is how we serve our lighthouse. I we have a lot of sea themes at Sea Captain. One of them is lighthouse right. shining out. Okay. So vi- uh core values is your lighthouse shining in on you. Right. Uh vision is your lighthouse shining out on the horizon. And mission is your I'm sorry, uh, Vision is your lighthouse shining up. Okay. Toward All the right. heavens. All right. Mission is how your light shines out on the horizon and how you attract the boats. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So, so uh, mission next, how we serve, and then we start to talk about goals. Got ya. So, where does branding fit into there? Well, branding is is right at the top because that's how you showcase your brand, and branding is more prevalent now than ever before. Or people will get lost. If they if if it doesn't look the same, have the same look and feel, people end up getting lost. Like, did I still, did I click on the right thing? Like if they click from an advertisement to go somewhere and it looks different than the ad, then they start getting confused, right? It's yeah. like you have to have the branding to, it, it's it's like the through line of a good presentation. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's the, yeah, you're, you're in the right place. Okay, you clicked there. You're still in the right place, yeah. you know, so. They're questioning whether it's a knockoff. Yeah. Think about right. it from that standpoint. Right. Because maybe it's slight the color slightly off or, you know, so branding is is key. Mm-hmm. So in every meeting that I'm in with with clients, I have an agenda. It starts at the top with the branding. Yep. Core values. Vision if it's an internal meeting. Mm-hmm. If it's an external meeting, clients don't care about your vision. Right. They just want to know how the vision will affect them. Exactly. Okay. Then mission, then goals. Cool. So if you have all that in place, when you're, if you and I are in conflict, it's not about you and me. We go right to that page and we start to determine where are we breaching core values, Got vision, ya. or mission. Got ya. Where, where's the breach? Because we should be aligned. Right. Within limits. Doesn't mean we don't argue points. Sure. Doesn't, you know, you know conflict brings resolution. Mm-hmm. But it's it's um, you know we got to leave the room together. And I feel such passion from you for what you do. Like so, let me ask you this. Yeah, sure. Where did the sea captain come from? Ha. Everybody, everybody. But you gotta know. I know. I, I know. know. Everybody teases me about it because I don't even own a boat. All right. That's okay. It's, it, it and so I get I catch a lot of flack. I've had a boat before, but that created more stress for me than. 
than anything else. I, we were just talking about this this morning. <laughs> I, this came up. Somebody was talking about um, having a boat. And I was like, yeah, it's better to have a friend that has a boat. That's right. Because boats are so much work. They are. <laughs> it's and, and so what happened was I was, I had, was running, uh, I'm from St. Louis originally. I built my financial advisory practice here, but then I moved to the East Coast. Okay. So I was in the New York market, the unlimited weight class, I used to call it. And, uh, and we had, we were right on the Long Island Sound. And so we had a lot of sea themes and Lighthouse was actually our, our uh, emblem. Okay. So I started doing a, a newsletter called the Sea Captain's Log. Oh, and I would recognize it. our team and our advisors on things they'd accomplished. And I'd, I'd write it up each month and people just started calling me sea cap or, or captain or uh, skipper or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so when I, um, when I stepped down from my firm and moved to this next uh, journey, which was, you know, executive coaching, performance coaching, I, at that point, um, was looking for themes and this, this thing I talked about visionary, leading a visionary life. And so our tagline is navigating uncharted waters, which is unlimited horizon. Right. It's, but you can't go into uncharted water. Well, you can, but it's better to go. Yeah. Not a good idea to go into it without a plan. Without a plan. Yeah. And, and as I say, when you climb Mount Everest, you need a Sherpa and a guide. Right. So that's what we do with clients. Um, our mission is to meet somebody new, hear their story, um, help them put their puzzle together, mm -hmm. whether it's life puzzle or business puzzle, and then walk with them to their destination. So those are four things I get up every day to do. Those are the four things that I preach to uh, to our team. And uh, and uh, there's Sea Captain in a nutshell. I love, but you you have. I mean, I feel like you have the heart of a sea captain. Well, I have right? this—I have this Hemingway-looking beard you, right you, now going. I right? can see you as a sea captain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like a bald Hemingway. That's the way I call it. I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I always say, I've got the heart of a surfer or a skateboarder. You definitely. Do. I should not be doing either of those yeah. things. I will hurt myself. It's not a good idea. But that's like that's kind of like the vibe I've got. Right. So it's well, good to go with your vibe. Well, you're like quirky cool. I think if <laughs> I had to describe cool. you, yeah, I, think, I like it. I like Thanks, it. Phil. You that go. is awesome. I, I, That's perfect. I, isn't it? It, it, you, you have that, uh, interesting edge that, uh, do you see the world in a unique way? I just admire that. Most in you. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've had a unique experiences in your life mm -hmm. and, uh, some, some uh, easy and exciting, some tough, right? Right, exactly. Like we all have scars, right? And yet, uh, you your your attitude around it is always um, optimism. Not always, but I get there, right? Yeah. You know, it's because it, it, the the thing that I don't ever. I mean, you know, there's times where you're going through something, and it can be years of it, and you're like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get out of this? Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and, and as I get older, I'm seeing this more and more, I'm realizing the gifts in all of that. And, you know, I mean, I think we're here on earth school to learn a lot of lessons and we don't really remember what lessons we're supposed to be learning. So we get here and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. 
Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. You know, Earth School. Oh, Earth will I graduate, school. you know? And it never looks like what we think, you know, we all have that idea of I'm going to do this and then this and then this. And then we have this perfect little, you know, pattern we're going to follow. And, yeah. but it doesn't go like that. It goes all over the place and you have to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. We, we, we call that one degree shifts. So imagine if you're, you are, you do a one degree shift over a vast ocean that your boat's going to end up in a different place. Right. Just ask Columbus, right? But the point is that when you're growing, it's actually a positive layer because we tend to want to grow. We say, okay, I'm going to do something different. Right. And then we go on this two-week cycle, and then something distracts us, and we go right back down to what we call pattern familiars. Yep. And that's just what we're used to. And it's even more deadly when when we go back there and it's uh, it's worked in the past. So you're like, ah, I'll just go back to what worked. Right. And so we limit our horizon line. And so this one degree shift that we talk about has a trust component mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Got to trust self, trust people around me, trust uh, my coach maybe that's helping me through this or my therapist or my, uh, my uh, mentor. Right. Then you go into that test phase. What am I going to, now that I'm ready to go to earth school, which I absolutely <laughs> love that phrase. Now that I'm going to go to school here, what's some, what am I going to test mm-hmm. and stick with? Right. When the distractions come, I'm going to stay there. That's why coaches are valuable because, you know, a good coach will sh- help a, uh, an Olympic athlete shave a hundredth of a second off their time. Right. Which is, which in the is, Olympics is huge. It's the difference between a bronze medal and obscurity. Yeah. Right. So, so test, trust, test, execute. And, and have awareness of which again, a coach can tell you, but that, that awareness, cause you're, there's going to be some back and forth yeah. in the beginning. Cause you're, you're not, you're not quite over to that side yet. You're still, I, I often say we get comfortable with our discomfort. Yeah. And, you know, so you still, it's the devil, you know, right? Oh, I kind of went back over there. And then realize when you've gotten back over there, so you can say, oh, I'm, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to, be, I'm supposed to be over there. Let me get back over there. Yeah. You know, or, or else you won't grow. It, 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 it's, it's challenging. Like I said, if every, if growth were easy, we, everybody be doing it. Right. Okay. It yeah. takes, it takes, uh, it takes um, fortitude and an awareness to your point. Mm-hmm. It takes um, um, fall, false starts. Yeah. Okay. I used to have a coach that shared with me that when you're pursuing um, a life of vision, you have both promoters and detractors both of whom are necessary. Right. Say so it's not like San Diego weather where it's just sunny and 72 every right. day. It's like it's like storms and hail and wind coming at you as you're on this pursuit. And how do you stay centered when all this is coming at you? Well, yes. in some cases it's you got to have somebody walking with you or a resource or somebody to say you're doing it again. <laughs> you're you're doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. You're, you know, you, you keep going through the same patterns. And I notice it in my coaching when I'm listening, cause I'm a, a listening coach. Okay. Uh, I spent 15 years with a, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Paul Donahue, who taught listening. He was a therapist and he was also helped me with my, um, as a leader, my listening skills. 
So I'm doing a lot of talking today, but usually that's well, not. Well, it's a podcast. It would be bad if you weren't talking. If I was just we listening. wouldn't have any problem. <laughs> that's a good People point. People would be like, is he going to say something? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I'm an entertainer, so it's easy for me to do this stuff. What first 38 years of my life, I got everything I wanted by by selling. Right. And and communicating. The last 38, I which I'm not there yet, but uh, uh, the last, uh, let's say, 20 of those 38. Okay. I have gotten everywhere by listening. I love that. And so it's it was a shift. And so that whole, the, the coach that taught me all this, um, how to work on that skill, how to develop it, that muscle, mm-hmm. it, um, just gave me such a gift because now I, I'm, I'm, I'm present and aware, okay? And I'm, and I'm, looking, I'm listening to what people are saying, but how they're saying it, mm-hmm. word choices they make. Why Why did you choose that word that is contrary to how you said you feel? Right. Right. So now all of a sudden you're in a conversation. And so it's a, it's a um, important tool for people who are in pattern um, um uh, revolving issues. That was one of one of my great coaches taught me. You know, if I'm with if I'm with you and you're consistently going into the same pattern, saying the same things, right? You know, leading with the same issue over and over and over. You're not resolving it. No, and patterns are well worn. Yeah, we've spent a <laughs> right? long time creating yeah. our patterns, and getting out of the pattern is a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. And that's where people like us are very important. Um, good friends are very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, the other part of growing is vulnerability. Yeah. And, people have a tough time with that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially big uh, offensive meathead linemen like I was. <laughs> um, you couldn't tell me anything till I was 35 years old that I didn't have an answer for. Oh, you knew it all. Oh, right? my gosh. Okay. I, I, I was gotcha. a stubborn son of a gun. Yep. And, uh, and only, only after I met my first coach, because I got anxious and, and this is maybe an interesting, uh, story because at 35, I'd achieved just about every goal that I thought I could achieve. I was on a mission. I was very focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, uh, surprise, surprise, very money driven. Okay. And so I end up uh, 35, starting to question where I'm headed, and it all it all started with I was on a golf course, and we're playing golf, and one of my buddies says to me, "You know, Bender ought to pay for this round. He's the one making all the money." Now there was a split second where I felt a sense of, uh, "Wow, that's cool." Okay. Yeah. Like right. Sense of everybody gets it. Yeah, they. I'm you the know, man. I'm the man. Right? right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Then it was followed by dread. Ah. Because that was a statement of separation. That makes sense. That was a Phil. You are now different than than us. Than us. And I freaked out. I started getting very anxious because I knew that was true. There's also, there is a song in Evita yeah. where it called High Flying Adored. And it talks about that, like you've achieved everything you wanted to achieve at, I, th- I can't remember what age she was, but, uh, and it's like, so where do you go now? 
I mean, if there if there's no more up, then there's a down. That's... So how do you continue to move forward? And it seems like a great place to be in, right? To those of us who are like, well, we still have made it. I'm still looking for that up, you know, but mm. But that comes with its own set of challenges. Sure does. So what did you do? Nah. Well, first of all, I uh, I started to self-destruct subtly. Okay. Now, um, what did, what does that mean? Well, I started to say things that were 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 reinforced in my upbringing. Okay. Like, well, I all all wealthy people have bad marriages. Ah. Or um, all, uh, or don't pay attention to their kids. Right. Or um, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. So you start down that path. What I did, fortunately, my my managing partner at the time hired a coach who got there at a time where was started to have this conversation about it, and I started to say those things out loud, like, "Oh, I don't want to be that person." My my. Uh, I had my role models at the next level, at the top of the food chain, leaders in their firms were all divorced. So I started to get anxious about, oh, I go there. And I'm going to, yeah. My I, I'm going to have to sacrifice my relationship. Right. Well, I'm happy to say now that that after 34 years of marriage, um, my wife and I met in high school. Right. Um, that is the least of what happened, but I had to work on it. And the coaching helped. So I went through that exercise with the executive coach, okay, invested a ton of money in this and came out the other side realizing, no, I'm not going to change the, who I am. That's awesome because I, I, so I was a part of a, a workshop at the beginning of this year, just kind of talking about like, what are you going to do with your business this year? And what I thought was so interesting and I noticed was that the people in the room that financially were like great, their big issues were, oh, I'm, I'm, I really have a terrible relationship with my partner, mm -hmm. spouse, uh, and, and I just don't know my kids and my kids, you know, we just don't have a good relationship. The people who were having like weren't financially where they wanted to be were like, my social life is awesome. <laughs> Everything's great. You know, I just need to make more money. And I thought, isn't that interesting? We we all have to get together and help each other figure out the other part of the equation. It yeah. shouldn't just be one or the other. It should be all boats rise, right? Everybody together. Yeah. It, it, and, and again, in our earth school, which yeah. I, I'm going to continue to use. Because that's cause what just, earth school Earth school looks is like. going through that journey yeah. and understanding it. Because um, I, uh, I actually have had bouts where I worked myself into a mental illness Ah, uh, yep. I think because, a lot of people do because that. Because I shut down. I can think right. of three times where I, because uh, I am a live to work person. I'll be the first to acknowledge. Okay, yep. I am not a work to. I'm not a work to live. Okay? But working is it's that's your jam, right? You love working. It, it so. is, but it has to be value driven, right? And so I have when Sea Captain started taking off. This was the most recent one when Sea Captain started taking off. I couldn't stop it. And it was COVID, and I had a little PTSD, I'm sure, from mm -hmm. that. But right. it was, but it was very difficult to go through that exercise. I mean, I heard of something. I don't know if it's true, but I heard the other day, seventy percent of the population has mental illness of some kind right now. I think that that could be true. Yeah. Now it could be it could be um, light or it could be heavy. But the point is that 
that we've all have a bit of PTSD from uh, living in a jail cell for three years. Right. 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 And so for some of us like me, free spirit, like you, that was, uh, that was a prison sentence. Okay. And just the fear. And as you get older, it gets more concentrated because now you're, you really start to think when you have a little something wrong, you're like, Oh, that's it. Right. This yeah. is it. Or, or you forget something you're like, oh, I have Alzheimer's. Yeah. I'm positive. I've got Alzheimer's. It's starting now, you it, know. It, and for most, it's a fleeting moment and it passes. But when you get in a loop, when you yeah. get stuck, it sticks. Right. And so, you know, I just, uh, um, uh, it, it, every time I've had um, issues like that, it's always been based on success path, not based on um, struggling. So core values are core values. Okay. Whether you make a lot of money or you don't. Right. It's do you compromise them or not? Oh, that's a, I like that thought. That's a good exercise for people. Yeah. One of the questions I always ask, because you have a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and she, I'm not going to go down the, how old she is, but if she came to you and said, Mish, um, mom, I want to be a success in my life. What are the three things, three things you tell her? First three things. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Well, I would say do what you love. Uh-huh. Find your passion and do that. I would say do not put, um, don't think you know the story. Okay. Be open to detours. Be yeah. open to the growth patterns that are going to happen. Sometimes things will be great. Some things won't feel so great, but learn from all of it. Yeah. And I think I would, I would. Another one that I think is really important for everybody is to to look at everything with love first. Okay. So don't look at things. Um, you know, there's some people when they meet somebody, they they don't start with love, and 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 I start with love. Mm-hmm. I always start with love when I meet someone because I love people. Yep. Now, I love everybody. Just some people I want to love from afar after I get to know them <laughs> a little bit better. Um, but I think I think those would be my top three. That's okay. top of mind. Good passion learning, Mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are your core values. I like my core values. They're pretty cool, right? Those are good. So that's the filter for all your decisions. That's the filter for having a relationship. When you have people, when you have a relationship with people who have that similarity, you see the world the same way. Yes. See, we tend to think of seeing the world the same way, like politics, religion, Cardinals, Cubs, you know, uh, well, that's where, that's where we're connected. No, it's connected based on that route. It's right. And so passion, learning, and love, okay, are, are criteria for a relationship with you. I like it. Okay. So here's the cool part applied there. These are very, very, uh, easy, easy values to preach. This is true. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I used your daughter. You're telling her what, what, how you see the world. They're very hard to live every day. I agree because sometimes you're not feeling so passionate about what you're doing or, you know what I mean? Or a relationship or what have you. Um, Learning sometimes can feel like a chore, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, I'm in social media. Oh my gosh. We have to learn something new every day. That's right. It does not stop, you know. 
And then I think love has a lot to do with checking yourself when you when you fall into judgment of someone else. Yes. When you start ju- being judgy, you know, and I'm, I mean, I will catch myself. I'm like, ooh, I'm ooh, ooh, you're being judgy. Stop that. You know, <laughs> like, ooh, that's not you, you yeah. know. So it's it's in a sense, keeping yourself in check, right? You know, making sure that, which I love, and I will be writing this on a post-it note and putting it on my computer when I get home and looking at it daily, that whole passion, learning, love. Am I doing, am I living my core values right now? Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Coach Phil, for my coaching session. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and every time I have that conversation with people, just that question. It's a bing. It's, I like it. And, and But it's hard to live every day because, like you said, sometimes you got to work your way into love. Yes. Because you somebody rubs you the wrong way in the beginning. Right. Or they're not on time. Um, you know, if I'm late, yep. to, if I come in late today and now you're rushing and you're and, you know, those are very important elements. Right. So. Yeah. So. Uh, but core values are non-negotiables. And I learned that when I was 35. That's awesome. And from that point on, it helped me in everything except strategy, which was mission and how I served. And that's a different conversation. I didn't get uh, mission for me was uh, I used this phrase I got from a client of mine. Mission was words on a wall till I was 45 years old. Gotcha. And that's when I was having a really difficult time in my career. Um, I thought I was in the wrong place but I was raising kids and I'd moved from my place of origin and everything I touched turned to crap is the way I looked at it. And so I said, okay, so if I'm going to change this thing, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to do something completely different. Don't even know what it is yet. What would I do every day? What would I do every day? Get up to do where I could say at the end of the day, I left it on the field. Number one, meet somebody new. Cool. I like that. Number two, hear their story. Number three, help them put their puzzle together. And last, walk with them to their destination, just like I shared with you earlier. Very cool. So that I do every single day in every encounter with every firm, with every client, with every waiter at my table. I'm that, you know, that progressive commercial. I'm one of those people. I, I, I see myself in progressive commercials. Oh, it's so bad. I think we all do. And and I'm I'm the king of dad jokes. I'm the I'm the king of, you know, you should know your waiter's name. And when he when he says that on the commercial, you don't need to know your waiter's name. I completely disagree with that. Mine was pointing out stuff when the on the airplane. Do you remember this one? There's one where the airplane. They're like. Don't don't point out where your house is. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do that every time. I'm like, look, look, Mickey, we're right. It's my daughter. We're, that's see, that's where we are. See it? Oh, I wonder if Kitty's looking out the window at us right now. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like, oh Classic, my gosh, I right? do that. I feel like such a dork. Isn't that, isn't that so funny? So, um, so these are things that you know on, on my pet podcast we talk about with our guests. You know, mm-hmm. um, I and and so when you get clear in those fundamentals, like I did, it it helped me. Um, prioritize, which is another key. Right. How do I prioritize what's really important to me? Okay. Could be faith, could be spouse, could be kids, could be um, um, uh, community. Um, and then, so then you're, it's easier to work on goals when you get those pieces in place. Well, you're setting that strong foundation. That's right. And that, and that also helps me 
on that one degree shift so that I stay strong when the wind is picking up. Right. Okay. That I stay strong when, when there's a hole in the boat. I love this. It's, this is a, this is fascinating. This is a great conversation. How, how do people find out more? Like, where are they going to go to find out more about you? Well, seacaptaincoaching.com. Okay. Okay. Is, is our website and, and uh, it's very interactive. We have diagnostic tools that you can use and subscribe to. Okay. We, we use them with our clients to really that hone in on all these different uh, elements, including measuring metrics for performance. Um, we have, I have a marketing firm, which my dear friend, our dear friend, Greg Patton runs, yep. um, uh, Tradewind. And so we do uh, marketing and branding support for clients. Very cool. Um, I've got coaches that some of them work uh, work at MIT. I've got a coach who's a colonel, retired colonel, army ranger, PhD, who works at the Navy War College. So we've got a wide scope. So if you need a coach, it may not be me, right? but we can pretty much get you what you need at this point. Match the right person. That's it. I love and, it. And uh, I do have a book coming out. It is it is centered around financial advising. Mm -hmm. It's called The Sea Captain Way for Financial Advisors. But I do have another book with, that I'm collaborating with on my coaches that hopefully will get done by the end of the year, which just showcases all their skills. Very cool. All their superpowers. I love it. Yeah. Yay. Well, can I ask you some fun questions? Let's go. These are the outside of the box oh, questions. Oh, golly, here we go. Okay, so I I know that you have kept it. Well, Greg is from Mizzou. Yeah, you went to school Greg together. and I were uh, uh, schoolmates, yeah. Right, and you've kept up with a lot of your Mizzou schoolmates. I, I do, Mizzou, yep. Uh, is there anybody from high school Oh yeah. you kept up with? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're good at keeping up with people. Oh, I, I am. I and My wife talks about it all the time. When I'm in the car, if I think of somebody... Or, or something reminds me of somebody, I call them. That's awesome. I pick it up. Don't you think that's like a little sign from, I always call it the universe, the universe going, hey, you need to catch up with so-and-so yeah. that you're thinking about him. Yeah. Don't you think so? Oh, I had I had a uh, guy that um, I'm friends with who went through a job change and he, he was, before it happened, it was imminent. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to, had a rush of emotion. And I said, you know, um, I got to call and check in, see what's going on. I called him. He said, an hour ago, they let me go. Oh, my God. Ooh, you've got a good spidey sense. I guess. Something mm -hmm. something in there, right? And he goes, I, he goes, I thought he is this morning. You were my first call I was going to make. And blah, 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 blah. And it's one of those things where uh, where your gut is really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. If you were going to burst out in the song. Oh, boy. <laughs> what would you sing? Well, I have signature songs because I do vocals. I know you, you do. Oh, so you were you've been you've been prepped, um, and so I have really uh, uh, some go tos that I am very fond of, um, and uh, it's just so funny that uh, you go through that because I always sing um, "Sweet Caroline" all the time. You know, the oh, Neil that's Diamond, awesome! You know, yes, and I'll do that uh, periodically at a at a bar. Um, I, I like, uh, my favorite song is Marcone's song called, uh, um, uh, Silver Thunderbird, which oh. is not a big popular song. I was going to say, I don't song. know if I know that one. It's, it's from his, it's from his album. Um, but it's, uh, 
um, a good one. You know, obviously walking in Memphis, I'll do that every once in a while at a bar. Um, but Cool Change, Little River Band. If there's one thing in my life that's missing, it's the time that I spend alone. Sailing on the cool and bright, clear water. Too fun. Yeah. I love it. So I knew you would sing if I asked you to. Oh, yeah. I didn't really ask directly. I figured you'd no, you were, you. Were, you were, uh, you got, you got uh, backed into it. I, I like love it. it. I love it. So, okay, let's talk about kindness, which is, you know, my big everything. I love kindness. Yeah. I, I think kindness is important. I want to see more of it. I think it's not a difficult thing to do. So doing it as much as possible is amazing. So share with us a recent something kindness you either witnessed, received, or you gave. Oh, golly. Um, God, I'm so blessed in this space. I know you are. Especially at this stage of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, The, um, you know, I, um, boy, oh boy. I have so many stories to tell, but I'm trying to think of something recent. Or just top of mind. Yeah. Um, Top of mind was, you know, uh, I've been working with University of Missouri's NIL. Okay. And um, raising money for that new program and um, and trying to help the university, you know, what is NIL? NIL is name, image, and likeness. It's how okay. the college players now get paid. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, right. And I'm a big proponent. Everybody's got their own opinion on it, but I am a big proponent. And we just had a, a fundraising event last night, and it was just such a special event. The coaches were there. The athletic director was there. We had about 100 people that I, through my group of of um, you know relationships were able to invite and get there and uh, I just felt a sense of real achievement there because even in fundraising I still monetize so, so right. I'm, you know I'm a shameless fundraiser I, <laughs> if I believe in what what needs to be done so that that's probably the coolest thing that was just last night um, but I just uh, I continue to be um, be impressed with the volunteerism of the people that uh, I've come to know, the relationships that they set up. My my dear friend from eight, you talk about high school friend, you know, I, I've got a friend from eight years old and I've seen his sense of purpose in dealing and doing this fundraising. I've seen him just completely re-energize. That's awesome. And he's done a great job and uh, we couldn't have done it without him, but he's just... Um, I've seen those types of things. When people are clear in their purpose, it's not a money thing. It's not a job thing. It's a purpose thing. Right. And when they get a sense of clarity, they're, they get younger. They are more energizing. They're funner to be around. And it, it will help them out of many times the loop. I agree 100%. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Because I don't know a lot. I know what NIL is, but yeah. I don't know a lot about it. Is part of this also helping these athletes to understand um, their responsibility behind this sort of thing? Yeah, it's actually been kind of a hidden gem. Okay. Because um, what you see in the media is all the top players getting, you know, getting big paydays. Right, and, right, right. And stuff like that. Well, that is a... It's those are big numbers, but it's only a percentage. Mizzou has 550 athletes that are impacted by NIL. Okay. So you might have some that get $500 a month. Now, what Which is, is that? Awesome. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, right. well, I have uh, um, one of my 
dear friends now who works, used to play for the University of Missouri, was raised in a single parent home and his mother only saw, only saw him play during his college career three times because they didn't have the money for her to drive in. Right. And he was on scholarship, but not NIL. So there was no money being paid. He didn't have the money to bring her in or fly her in. Right. And, and so three times. And, and so, yeah, you know, I, once you start to dive deeper into some of this, you start to realize that the, the, the success stories are about, are about that. Right. There, and, and there's, there's more value than what we're thinking uh, around Always. it. But also yeah. like the responsibility of if these people are going to put their pay you, you know, now your part in it is how you uh, show up. You don't want to show up like, oh, I got in a bar brawl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that part of it is that part of the, because, you know, you think about and past with some athletes and everybody loved them and wanted to be a part of their world. And then they, they start doing things. You're like, Ooh, hmm, hmm, yeah. don't do that. Cause now I don't want my kid to look up to you now that I know this part of you. You and, know what I mean? And there are tragic scenarios like that. And, and again, always grabbing headlines because mm-hmm. it's a small percentage. Right. Okay. It, but they're there. Okay. And it right. seems to be that, remember in this growth path, it's like, uh, I used to, if you remember behind the music, the VH1 yeah, show, right? right? The first half hour was the meteoric rise of the garage band that, that got to the top. Right. What was the second half hour of every and show? And then all the crazy stuff they did. All right? the free falling. Because no yes. one, I, I, I wonder sometimes if it's just that like no one had their back kind of thing. Like no one was like, helping them to grow in that space and mature in that space. If they're just left to their own devices, they're a bunch of young people. It, it's true. And and what I'm seeing through NIL, which I really like, is the responsibility of, first of all, they they have to earn this money. So oh, okay. they're they are working in charitable scenarios. Oh, that's awesome. It's a it's a 501c3. So it's a, you know, they're getting um, you know, they are doing uh, nonprofit type work. Okay. So that's something that a lot of people don't know. The second part of this is they, the, the actual team, uh, they have, they have, uh, employees that work with them on talk about money now getting their financial, um, their bank accounts set up, uh, how to cash a check. That's awesome. How many, how many, how many people do you know? They they actually know how to write a check now. Um, I've written one, one in probably six years. Yeah, just because they, right? I, I haven't had to order so checks in forever. They've never gone through this learning. Right. And never been exposed. Paying taxes is another oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's a, so this that's is a tough one. This is one of the things I think this is a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, it's just, you got to d- dig a little deeper. Right. It's like, well, here's what catches the headlines, but let's look at all the meat behind it and how important it is. What, thank you, because I was really interested. I don't know sure. enough about it, and I wanted an education on it, so thank you. Well, a little more school for you. I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, Phil, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast and sharing all your great knowledge with us. Well, pleasure for me, and you are just a shining ray of sunshine Yay. all the time. So are you. Ever since I've seen you. And, <laughs> and it's been fun to make the connection. One of my one of my core values is enduring relationships. 
and that are that all my relationships that I maintain have to be there has to be an intimacy a mutual trust um you know I've got to be able to challenge you as you might challenge me in in growing I love it because number one is personal growth so uh, with that uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity well thank you sir yeah. appreciate you being here you're very welcome all right everybody out there you've been listening to mishmash thank you so much and don't forget we're sponsored by hunters monkey you need social media anything management marketing blah 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 we're good at it all right see you <laughs>